Welcome to A Year in the Bible with Pastor Doyle Jackson. Day 97, 1 Samuel 18, 19, and 20. The worst father-in-law ever, Saul. It's day 97. Have you ever gone to the baseball park and they said to you, you better stay alert because there's a lot of balls over here where you're sitting? See, some seats are just perfect for pop-ups or foul balls. David finds out that being a giant killer is a lot like being good with a gun in an old Western. It, it puts a target on you. In these three chapters, there are at least 10, count them, 10 attempts on David's life. Sometimes King Saul is sending him on a very difficult, death-defying battle, we also learn that Saul's jealousy has opened the door for an evil spirit repeatedly. I mean, think about that. And God is so very well aware of all this, and he protects David. All of these circumstances, though, put David in the crosshairs, but they also teach him the skills that he's going to need later to establish a kingdom with a heart for God and God's people. Chapter 18 opens with David meeting the king as a victorious warrior shepherd teen. He gets invited to live at the king's table next to Jonathan, the prince in waiting. Jonathan welcomes him to the palace with friendship and gifts. Amazing for a shepherd, right? I mean, he hasn't really had a lot, and now he's given all these amazing gifts. He now has rank. 1 Samuel 18, verse 5. Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. So Saul is insecure, jealous, and afraid of David, and yet he has this power. This has opened Saul up for an even more evil spirit because his lack of faith has brought him out from under God's protection. Now, that's important. This combination led him to control David through human means. Number one, he offers Mirab, his eldest daughter, to David. He gives her to another, though. It kind of sounds like the story of Samson again, right? He, he has a promised wife, and then they take her and give her to another. See, Saul is an ungodly man, like Laban, his daughter is just a tool of wealth and power. Then, number two, Saul offers Michael, his second daughter, and she happens to be in love with David. I mean, she thinks he's cute. She thinks he's hot. I mean, whatever you want to say. And it appears to be reciprocal. In reality, it's all a ploy to have David killed in battle. He sends him out, and he says, you need to kill a hundred Philistines and bring back their foreskins. And I just want you to know, that's not an easy task. And you know what David does? He brings back 200. I mean, David, you give him an assignment. I mean, he'd be a great employee, wouldn't he? You give him an assignment, and he comes back with double what you ask him to do? Jonathan is confused. I mean, David is running from his father, Saul. Michael, Jonathan's sister and David's wife, helps David escape out the window like a spy at Rahab's house. Saul is intent on killing David. In the midst of this, Jonathan promises David 
you can have the kingdom. He said, your friendship, it's more important to me, and they make a covenant. And this gives David faith in God and humanity to be a humble king for God's people. I believe it changes the trajectory of David's life. Jonathan was a real friend. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being truly a good God and giving us godly friends in a world of enemies. Help me to trust you like David. Amen. Hey, keep reading and watch for the curveballs. 